Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I am so glad that you're with me on this program today. We have something so important to talk about in our time together, and we're going to talk about that for us to be strong in these last days, we need to hang on to our hope. We need to have hope. You know, I've told you before that I had an experience with God many years ago, had a terrible disease on my face, but the door that really opened the healing to my life was hope. And it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says, And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And we always say, and the greatest of these is love. And we always talk about how great love is. And love is the greatest. But what about faith and hope? Hope is powerful. And I'm telling you, when that hope came to my heart and I said, I said to myself, you mean I can be healed? That hope was what opened the door for me to receive my healing. And I want to talk to you today about a woman in the Bible I've come to just love her because I thought about her and read about her so much. But it's the Canaanite woman and it's in Matthew chapter 15 and it starts in verse 22. And before we begin, I just want to please invite you if you are experiencing something with the Lord, if you're getting a breakthrough as We're studying together and spending this time together. Please let me know because your testimony, your testimony, the Bible says your testimony is so powerful that it defeats the devil. That is in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. It says we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, And we love not our lives even unto death. So that second thing is the word of your testimony. It's not, it's not something happening to you and you don't tell anybody. No, it's you telling. And when you tell, you're defeating the enemy. And when you tell, it's encouraging somebody else. So don't think, you know, oh, well, I just... It's not a very big deal. I've had a headache for two years or and now it's gone or I've had this problem or that problem and now it's gone. No, it's a big deal because if it wasn't gone, it'd still be there. You would still be going to the doctor. You would still be paying for the medicine. You would still be in pain. You'd still be in torment. It would still be stealing from your life. But because of the power of God, the thief has been caught And the power of God's touched your life and you're healed and you're not spending that money anymore. And you're not in torment anymore about that pain. So don't make light or don't make light of your testimony. Your testimony is powerful. And I really want to hear it. I read your responses. I read your prayer request. And it means a lot to me to know what's going on with you. So we're going to talk about hope. 
And if you got your Bible, turn with me to chapter 15. And this is chapter verse 22. And this Jesus is in verse 21. It says, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Now, this woman it's, it's really amazing that she did this because she knows that she is a Canaanite woman and she knows that Jesus is a Jew and she knows that Jews and Canaanites don't get along and, but she doesn't care. Evidently she has heard that Jesus is so amazing that he's so wonderful that there might be a possibility that he could help her with her severely demon-possessed daughter. Now, severely demon-possessed. Now, what we know about demon possession in the Bible and how it manifested at that time was like with foaming of the mouth or convulsions or throwing yourself into a fire or throwing yourself into water, uh, cutting yourself or screaming. We know this about how demons manifested at that time. Now, she said that she, her daughter is severely demon possessed. Now, I did not know another place in the scripture where it says, my son, my daughter is severely demon possessed. But this woman, she says, my daughter is severely demon possessed. Can you even imagine how this woman feels? Maybe you've had a troubled child or, or a husband on drugs or somebody on alcohol in your family and oh it's so hard it's just so hard and you're like I need help I need help out of this and and it just wears on you it takes your energy it takes your strength that sometimes it takes your health and here's this woman this mother that loves her daughter so much and she sees her daughter maybe convulsing maybe trying to cut herself, uh, maybe screaming, uh, maybe, maybe she uh, is uh, throwing herself into the water or to the fire. I cannot even imagine as a mother, as a father, and you love your child so much, and seeing your child act like that, and the burden and the stress and the heartache and the pain that it causes for you as a parent and for this woman as a parent who loved her little girl. So she hears about Jesus and she comes to him. And we see that she says, first thing, have a mercy on me. Oh, Lord. She calls him Lord. Then she says, son of David. Then she says her problem. 
my daughter is severely demon-possessed. Well, now look at verse 23. But he answered her not a word. Well, that's not good. That's not what I was hoping for, that Jesus would not even answer me, and I'm crying out to him. But friend, I want to tell you that silence doesn't always mean no. Not at all. God has perfect timing. But look what else happened. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away. She cries out for us. Well, that's worse than being ignored by Jesus. Jesus doesn't say a word to her, but the disciples, they're saying to send her away. Now, probably most of us by this time would have said, well, Jesus ignored me. And now the disciples are telling me to send, send her away. I don't think I'm going to get my answer here. Maybe all I heard about Jesus was true, but I don't think it's coming to my daughter. Not this woman. Not this woman. She has hope in her heart that something is going to happen for her daughter. Maybe you have hope in your heart about something. Don't give it up. This woman, she didn't give up her, her hope. She was ignored at this point. She's ignored by Jesus and told to get out of there by the disciples. So it's quite a bit of rejection, maybe even disappointment. But what does this woman do? Well, what happens next? Verse 24. But he answered and said, so now Jesus is talking to her. And he said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Well, that's not such good news either. But Jesus is giving a fact that he was not sent to her, her kind of people. He was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then look what she does. She doesn't give up. Now there's three times she could have given up. She didn't give up. Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. It wasn't a religious prayer. It wasn't, it wasn't, I know that I'm a Canaanite and you're a Jew and, and, and uh, please, please, I can't stand this anymore. Uh, I know that you've healed others. I don't know if you're going to heal me or not. She didn't say heal my daughter or not. She didn't say any of that. She said three words. She said, Lord, help me. Her prayer was short. It was humble. It was, it was respectful. It was desperate. And it was worshipful. And it was hopeful. Those three words. God's not looking for long prayers from us. He's just looking to that heart connection that says, Lord, 
I'm desperate. I don't have another answer. Help me. I can't tell you how many people, and myself included, know this story that you don't have any other options for help. And when you get desperate and you say, God, help me. How many times have you heard the testimony of somebody saying, I don't really know who you are, God. If you're really out there, I ask you to help me. And they get help immediately. They get saved. It's the turning of the heart to receive the help of Jesus from a desperate place. And that's where this woman was. She was desperate. And her hope was in Jesus. And she cried out with a very simple prayer. Lord, help me. Well, what happens next? She says, Lord, help me. Well, Jesus answers her and he says, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Now, I have some bread right here. I have a whole loaf of bread. Now, Jesus was saying, he was saying that it is not, he, he said, he said, it is not good to take this bread, the children's bread, and throw it to little dogs. So, by a fact, she was not worthy of receiving any of this bread. She could have taken it as another rejection, but she didn't. And then she says, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. So she was saying that, okay, I, I don't have to have the whole loaf, but just give me a little crumb just a little crumb that, that falls from the master's table. Okay, the bread, it can belong to the children of Israel. I, I agree. I agree, Lord. But this bread, if we start breaking this bread, there's going to be crumbs and there's going to be little dogs that come up and they're going to eat those crumbs. And she was saying, I know that I'm not worthy according to this law about the children of Israel. But if you could just give me a crumb, I'll take a crumb. This woman, what humility, what faith. Her daughter is not even standing there. She's just planning on receiving a word. She's just calling on the Lord. She's just so desperate that she says, just, just give me a little crumb. That's all I need is a little crumb. And look what Jesus says. Then Jesus answered and said, 
Jesus answered and said, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be as you desire. <laughs> and her daughter was healed that from that very hour. Isn't that amazing? That one word from Jesus, that one word from Jesus, let it be as you desire. That is the word we want. That's the word that we want to hear. Let it be as you desire. She didn't hear that word, though, because she asked once or she asked twice or she asked three times. She was rejected at least four times and she kept asking. Sometimes we give up too quick. We just give up too quick. We think, well, I've been asking for two months for my healing. I'm not healed yet. I've been asking for five days and I'm not healed yet. When we give up too quick, I've been asking for this uh, finances and, and it hasn't come and I, I'm giving up too quick. Not this woman, not this woman. She was rejected over and over and over again, but she stayed in there and she said, even the dogs, she said, I know that. I might be a dog in your eyes, according to this culture, but even the dogs get the crumbs. Please, please, God, please, Lord, help me. I don't want the whole loaf. You can give the whole loaf to your children. Just give me a crumb. And it touched Jesus so much. That faith touched him so much, he said, you can have what you desire. Your faith is great. And her daughter was healed in that same hour. I love the moment where you have the person who desperately needs the miracle. And then the miracle happens. And then you have the person with the miracle. Like myself, when I my face got healed, went to bed 13 years with the disease, woke up the next morning with no disease, no disease. Maybe that's happened to you. You had cancer. The doctor said, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You had that diagnosis. You trusted God. And the next, the next day, the next month, whatever, the doctor says, you, I don't know where the cancer went. You went from here to here, but you didn't receive a crumb. You received the loaf. The whole loaf, my friend, is for his children. The whole loaf. Oh, that touches me so deeply that we would take a hold of what God has given us. Jesus said he was the bread of heaven. It's in John chapter 6, verse 51. He said, I'm the bread of heaven. He said, take of me. God came in the flesh. It's Jesus. And he said, take of me. You had manna in the wilderness. I fed you there. But now 
I'm feeding you with the living bread. I'm feeding you with something that's never going to pass away. It's my very self. And friend, he said that about his children, Jesus said that we had the whole loaf. In this loaf that's there for you is your deliverance, is your finances, is your healing, is your deliverance from depression, overdose of drugs, problems in your family. God has laid out his life through the person of Jesus Christ and offered to you and me the whole loaf. I just want you to see what that whole loaf um, looks like. So after Jesus delivered that young girl from demons, severely demon-possessed, it says in verse 29 that Jesus departed from there and skirted the Sea of Galilee and went up the mountain and sat down there. Then a great multitude came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. That's what was in the loaf. The lame, the blind, the maimed, those that couldn't walk, those that couldn't see. Are you having problems in your body this loaf is for you healing is for you right now if we just reach out and take it you know you have to take it you have to agree with the Holy Spirit and say Holy Spirit I know that I've had some doubts and I and I've had some fear but I know you have compassion on me. And Holy Spirit, I'm agreeing with you right now that, you, the whole, that Jesus gave his life. He was the bread of heaven. And in, in this loaf is my healing, is my deliverance, is my help in my finances is help in my relationships. I take a hold right now of your power. Friend, just take a hold of this power. His presence is there right now. Just take a hold of it. Say, God, you know what I need. You know what? You know what I say before I say it? You know my thoughts are far off. You know what I need, Lord. I need healing. I need deliverance in my family. I need deliverance in my mind. Lord, I'm asking you to help me. Lord, I am taking this loaf. I am taking your power right now. I receive your provision. I believe what you did on the cross was for me. I take it right now. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, 
I know that God's moving in your life because he's not a liar and because his presence is right there. You reach out and take what it is he wants to give you. He's not standing there going here and then he pulls it away from you. No, 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 no. He said in John chapter 6, verse 51, he said, take of me. I am the living bread. He, he came so he could give himself to us. The Bible says that he didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. He is offering himself, his great power, his great compassion, his great healing to somebody right now. Receive it. Somebody's getting healed in their elbow right now. You haven't had full movement in your elbow. God's touching your elbow right now. Start moving your, start moving your elbow. There's somebody and God is touching your leg. You haven't been able to move that leg like you should. Just start moving it because the power of God is there right there, right now. Someone has had problems in your neck. The power of God is on you right now. The power of God is on you right now. Receive that healing. Receive his healing power right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for manifesting the presence of Jesus and his healing power. Well, friends, we're out of time. I love you. Thank you for spending your time with me today. And I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My Mouth or Me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.